Recording in progress. That seems to be the one I say every time we start one of these. So welcome to this edition of uh, UPMA Presidential Conversations. I thought it was important after our pretty successful uh, kickoff meeting in Denver and the Membership Academy to do one of these with, uh, with Katie and with Tony. Um, to, for those people that couldn't be in attendance or people that just need a refresher, where we're headed with membership again this year um, and all the great things that we've got in, got in store and the trainings we're giving and the, um, you know, the plans we have and how to, how to actually, you know, rely on the national office to, to get you some resources. So Katie Everton, president of the Utah chapter and your national executive membership board advisor this year. Hi, Katie. Thanks for being with us. Hi, thank you. The man who needs no introduction, um, Anthony Leonardi Esquire, erstwhile president of the Florida chapter, and for the first time I can remember, not not a national executive board member, but he's your national membership chair. So, thanks for joining us, Tom. Thanks, Ed. All right. So, I all I want to do tonight is just go through the a little bit of the presentation um, on. Um, you know, this is a quote that you guys were gracious enough to let me use. What we managed to do last year, it, it was, it seemed impossible, right? Until it wasn't. Um, just give me a quick overview of how you felt last year went. The, the, I mean, it was an amazing response. The, 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 you know, the way we turned this ship around. And we're going to talk a lot about um, culture change. So, Katie, I know it was kind of your first, your first foray into this stuff. How did you, how did you feel about that, uh, that adventure last year? I thought it was amazing. I think the, the uh, organization was um, energetic and got on board with supporting the membership drives, and it ended up paying off and going really well. So, yeah, and. You know, I got to thank both of you. You were both on the board last year. The the support from the National Executive Board to to catch the vision, and then you two especially driving it. Um, you know, Tony. Tony, I'm pretty sure he's going to claim he knew it was going to go that way all along. But uh. not true. But uh, <laughs> I will say this. I will say this. When you uh, tasked us with, and I believe the quote you used was changing the culture of UPMA. Yep. Not being happy, standing still and that to work hard to figure out how we could grow the organization. I, um, I sat with Katie and we had, we used up all our Verizon minutes probably talking about how to do it. And really, really it was, it was, you know, we had spent a few years being very stagnant and uh, for a lot of reasons, but we said, okay, we're going to figure out how to do this. And I think when I really started realizing that we could actually start turning the ship and do a year like we did last year where we signed up 3,500 people and grew by over 2,000 members. I think I really started realizing that when we went to the legislative conference and started talking to the board about how much they needed to lead. And as soon as we figured out that they were ready to leave and were willing to spend the time doing it and commit to it. And last year, our executive board alone, the you know, 16 people involved with the board signed up 539 members yep. for the year. You know, that would have been half of what we did in years past. Yep. And now it was a, a fraction of it. It was 15%. Yep. And um, so I think that's where I re started really believing that we weren't only going to grow, but by a substantial amount. 
Right. And I and I'd say that the other thing was the second thing that really made me start to believe it was it started becoming catchy. You would talk to people and say, Hey, how'd you do last month? Oh, I got this. I got five. I got eight. People were talking about it. It was a, a, it's not a daily, at least a weekly conversation. Which, and I've been around the organization, not as long as you, but long enough to remember that that's never been the call. That was never membership was something we touched on. Like we touch on legislative or PAC or it was something we touched on. Um, but it was never the, the main focus. So, uh, thanks to your, you guys, I mean, countless hours. I know uh, we spent a lot of time on the phone too, talking about it. So, uh, you know, we're, this, we're in the, still in the recruitment phase. Yeah. Uh, we, we're, we are this year going to start, you know, going to start really putting some resources into engaging and, um, getting chapters to try and get people to come to events. And then the next, the final stage obviously is we got to develop leaders for the future. Um, one of the one of the things I talk about UPMA that sets it apart in the postal sphere is all of your leaders in UPMA are active postal employees, um, and we only get one term. I get one term as president, three years, and I'm out. If you're on the board, three years you're out. Secretary Treasurer, three years you're out. You can run for another position, or you can run again, but you can't succeed yourself. So what that forces us to do, and I think it's a good thing, is develop leaders. Um, so that this we're, we're, this is the the red membership goal red whatever you want to call it um, we're still in the recruitment phase. Tony thinks we can repeat last year. Uh, I, I, I haven't I haven't doubted Tony since 2007. <laughs> so, um, I'm pretty sure we can. We're also going to engage and develop. So we're going to talk about that tonight. Um, we'll introduce you guys. You guys want to just go through who's on the membership team, why we've got it broken down the way we have. So people that are, that are watching or listening, know who their go-to people are in their areas. Sure. Thank you. Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, our teams are broken down into areas, just like the post offices. So in the Atlantic area, we have Peter Arbani, Kathy Frame and Drew Martin. In the central area, we have Jeff Jarrett, Jeff Armont and Katrina Fry. In the Southern, we have Don Woods, Tracy Johnson, and Darwin Adams. And then the West Pack, Tania Kaysen, Brian Wade, and Scott Christensen. So that's the national membership team. Yep. And each, each member of the National Executive Board, also three people from each area, um, also are gonna assist with this. But these are the go-to people um, if chapters need, need somebody locally or just need assistance. We've assigned some of some of the, the chapters that we feel need special attention, um, these people will be calling. So if they call about membership, you know, they're, they're, we have, I have the ability to give them travel orders. They can go and do trips. We're gonna talk a little bit about that later. So, um, so we've already talked a little bit. Um, obviously the executive board still funds, funds the membership drives. You know, one of the reasons the, you know, the, the the, the free year. One of the reasons we had a big year last year is it didn't cost anybody anything to get in for the entire year. Uh, that first year is free. What we felt as a board was, especially for a chapter, generally you're signing somebody up as they're going, you know, guys are in trouble, right? That's, that's, you know, at least half of the people we sign up need services straight away. So we rebate $195 um, to the chapters. You guys are going to talk about incentives too. Um, 
you know, I know Illinois, we've always given incentive. I know Florida does, I know Utah does. Um, so we, you can generally get that funded from the executive board. Um, talk to me a little bit about planning events, office visits, other membership. Um, what do you guys do in your chapters? What have you done successfully? I know Tony, you had that trip to Miami. Could you talk about that for a minute? Plan. I guess when you're talking about planning events, I think it needs to be something that's just more than one plan. You need to be willing to have um, a three-digit meeting. That's always a good start. You get people there. Then you try to put a plan together in that area, especially if you're traveling to a certain location, like Florida's a pretty big state. When I got to go four hours away, I usually go for a couple of days. We plan a three-digit meeting. We do office visits. Um, try to get somebody local to do it with you. It's real important if you're able to get somebody from that area that's willing to travel around with you, visit offices. You can also do a mailing ahead of time. That's important. If they know you're coming or they've already gotten some touch from you, it's not a cold call or a cold visit. It's a warm visit. Yep. So you have an opportunity to walk in there. And I can't tell you how many people in Miami said, oh, yeah, I got your letter last week. Right. I was wondering what it was about. And that made it a lot easier to sell. It really mm -hmm. did because they already knew. They already read up a lot. A lot of them read part of it. They already kind of knew what we were offering. And right. really, you know, it's really free for a year. We can really try it. You're the guy I call. You're real. And that made it easy. And, um, and I, we went, you know, on a weekend, we were able to sign up 40 people. Yep. And that's and that's a great hit. You know, you, you're two steps in. You know, you had local presence. Plus, you've got a pretty good name in Florida as the, as the chapter president representing people. Um, I really think there's a thirst for it. I think especially some of these... Um, you know, in these larger units, station managers, supervisors, other EAS that aren't necessarily thinking of us as an option um, are thirsty for, for representation, something to be part of. So um, it's, it's, you know, I, I, we're going to talk a little bit, a lot more about how other chapters can, can get on that band, bandwagon and start doing trips. So this throwaway line from last year keeps coming up. Everybody, you know, you know, um, think big, be big. And, and really, it, it, truth be known, it, it was a counterpoint. You know, the real truth in that in that statement is if you think small, you're going to be small. If all you do is think about just, just getting enough to get by and we're okay where we are and we like the people that are here and we don't really want to, you're going to be small. Um, and, and we thought big last year and, and we're continuing to be big. So I'm going to keep that one rolling. Um this is this is my mantra: tools, tactics, and targets. We don't we don't teach people techniques. Um, we don't we don't give them forms to fill out and, and long uh, you know, long arduous trainings to take. We give them tools, and we've got lots of them. Um, the incentives one, um, you know the, the 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 ability to go do trips, how to do the trip. And then we give them targets. Not only do we give them goals, I think I, I've discovered the last fifteen months our people really like goals. They like a target. Um, and then we also targets as in who to go recruit. And then we're going to talk about tactics. So um, I'm going to cover this part just a little bit. This is what Dan did at the um, at the membership academy. UnitedPMA.org is probably an underutilized tool that we have. Anything you need for memberships on. You can order supplies. There's an order form for supplies or who to contact to get supplies from CC at national headquarters. Um, under the membership banner, um, there's marketing tools. Um, there's all the rail cards that are that are um, that are available to get. Um, the 
the, the support you can get from UPMA, UPMA HQ um, is invaluable. Dan, you know, is very knowledgeable on how to get around uh, and pull reports so you can get your non-member report. Um, you can get other reports. And there's a lot of data on there. If you know how to navigate, you're pretty good at Excel. Um, you can pull up a lot of data just to engage with your own um, with your own membership. Now, you guys are both chapter presidents. So once once a month you get the we call it the non-member office. I don't like that particularly. I don't like non. Uh, it's pretty negative. But future let's let's call them future member offices. What do you guys do with when you get the future member office list each month? Um, I did. I take the the offices and I generally just make a phone call. I don't do anything really fancy, but you could put together a packet, uh, send it to them. I generally just call, or if I know somebody that knows them, I'll ask one of our board members on the state to call them. And and with the year you had last year, Dublin, more than Dublin, as like Utah, you know, and you only have so many postmaster, but it's a you know, it's less of a you large state like I came from Illinois. I have a couple hundred non-member offices, future member offices, and Tony there, sort of similar number, I think. Uh, we tend to break it down by three-digit and maybe parcel some of that out because we can't make all those calls. But yeah. call, calling's great, you know, following. But just just to know because those those really still the bread and butter. Um, we send letters out from national headquarters to anybody that's promoted and newly promoted um, postmaster. Um, so <clears throat> all of those are good. This is your thing, the Sunday Associates thing, Tone. Yeah. This um, is something that you sort of stumbled across, right? Yeah. What, what I think you need to look at is in your state. And if you need any help with this, you need to know where your Amazon site are, sites are. Just call me. I can get you access to that, let you know where the sites are in your state. But the Sunday Associates, most of our Amazon sites are run by 204Bs. Now, sometimes it's a supervisor in a large site, but that's good too. Yep. But Sundays is a day most of us don't have to work. We don't have to be in our offices all day and stuff like that. We have some free time. So what I started doing was this. I would take the Sunday Amazon sites, a few of them, send them a letter, address it to the 204B. Right? If I didn't know their name, if I knew their name, I'd put their name on it. And then I'd follow up on a Sunday by either stopping by the office or calling and saying, did you get my letter? Do you have any questions? Would you be interested? Now, there's... um. You know, I think most people in the post office, I would say 99 plus percent, started off as a carrier, clerk, or mail hand that are in management. They are. That's the crafts that we promote out of. So if you did that and you understand that these associates, if you sign them up, you got to service them, which means you got to get a couple people that maybe aren't good at recruiting, but they're really good at helping them with their e-career. You get them to help them with that and get them, help them get promoted. Now you're starting to build a machine. You're starting to get people where they, you know, you got for every hundred associates, you're probably going to get 10 in a year that convert to supervisors. Yeah. Cause your 204 B is a joining organization. Yep. You would imagine they're more likely to get promoted anyway. Right. They're your, yep. your go-getters next in line. Yeah. So, um, and they want and help. And that's that's an eye opener for a lot of people. Any postal employee can join UPMA. You know, we have the associate program. Any postal employee and anybody who's retired from the service can come back and come back and be a member of UPMA retired. So we're really cradle cradle to grave. You know, 
we'll get you before you get into management. We'll help mentor you through your entire career and it will take you to retire. So awesome. So we've all done these um, office visits. Obviously, I would say the best way to sign somebody up is putting a form in somebody's hand, right? I mean, that's that's generally that's what you, you close a sale. If you're putting a form in somebody's hand and saying, here, please fill this out, that generally, you know, in person is the way to do it. I put postal meetings on here, and these are also you, you always be recruiting, right? We talked about that. If you're if you're in a, on a telecon, you know, be the person that asks that tough question, right? Be the person that, that people know. Like we were talking earlier about your trip to Miami, people know who Tony Leonardi is because he probably tends to be the person that raises his hand in the in the Zoom meeting and says, "Ah, what about this?" or oh, "What about that?" You get you know, but you're representing at that point. Yeah. Uh, um, Postmaster Essentials classes, we get access to those. NSP classes, we should get access to those. We should have a plan to go um, and, and have a presence at all those. Three-digit meetings. Hey, do you, do you have three-digit meetings in Utah? Are you, are you big enough to have that? Do you, do you do anything locally? We have two districts, so generally we do two. Okay. Two ones. So, okay. yeah, we have we get a good turnout on the three-digit meetings just because it's geographically kind of far spread out, so... It's easier gotcha. to get smaller groups. Okay. And, and what's good about three-digit meetings is not only for recruiting if you invite people who aren't members to sign up, because you're, I know, and I know you have a great relationship with your district manager and and so on, and will sometimes come to those meetings. So they get access that way. But it's also a good way to engage your, your people, maybe to see them more than once a year at a chapter convention. Um, so obviously there's UPM, other UPMA meetings, um, office transfers. I know, you know, it, 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 I put it on there because it's something, you know, if you if you if you're Puma as somebody that does office transfers, that should be you. And one of the forms they should be filling out when they become a postmaster is UPMA uh, 1187. Um, career awareness and conferences. We're going to talk a little bit later, um, but that is that, that's going to be a huge focus for this year. They're coming back and um, I haven't seen the final draft yet, but they tell me the book is out. And one of the on the first page, it is contact UPMA, um, and all the presidents. I've told every district, all you got to do, you know, districts and presidents line up, chapters almost line up perfectly. Um, you know, they'll be contact. They should be contacting you. And if you hear of a career awareness conference out there, and you haven't been contacted, UPMA has not been contacted locally. Then you need to run that past me because that's um, that's something we should do. And then representation. Um, when you're out representing people, hey, I am in trouble. You go represent them. Um, it's another great tactic. Um, so, so talk a little bit about associates. Where are they? How do you find them? How do you contact them? And what's the follow-up? I know you've got a, um, you've got an end down there in Florida with, uh, yeah. Um, I mean, what I try to do is first thing is I try to do it in my own backyard. I got the Poom list and our Poom's very good. His admin's very good about listing all the um, 204Bs on the office contact in case the postmaster or supervisor is not there. So that gives you a warm list of people that are looking to move up or covering days off. The other thing I started doing is if they're a member, it's a real easy conversation. Hey, you have any 204Bs that cover you in, when you're on vacation? Can you sign up? Can you look at signing them up? Can you talk to them about joining? Do they looking to move up? Well, yeah, he always asks for a detail, but he can never get one. Well, might be his e-career. Might be things like that. So I try to do it in a lot of different ways. First of all, the Sunday Amazon sites are, are they change all the time, but there's, 
I would say probably down here, about 75, 80% of them are run by 204Bs, right? Because uh, it's just, that's what they've kind of used to have the regular supervisors pretty much working during the week. Yep. And Which so makes sense. Yeah, it does. It does. And, and the other thing is a lot of them go in, they kind of set up the day and then they deliver a small route, which kind of helps out the office a little bit because they're always shorthanded. So, but those people are really the people that are going to be the next set of supervisors. Mm -hmm. And if you can get them now and you got to, the, the real important thing is you got to offer them something. I don't tell them I offer them anything. I won't give them. You're going to get help with your e-career. Right. You're going to get to network and go to the meetings. I'm going to buy you dinner at the three digit meetings. You're going to meet other postmasters that may have a 204B opportunity. At their level, it's networking. It's networking and help with your e-career. That's what we and, offer. And to be honest, our associate members, I tell them, you can do anything in this organization except you can't have my job. That's really the only thing they can't do in our, well, in our, our organization. Right. They, they can't be an officer. They really can't be an officer at the state. That's either. what I'm saying. They can't have my yeah. job. They can't. Right. They can't be. They can't right. be the president of the. Yeah, but they can do everything else in the organization. Absolutely. Uh, beyond that. Yeah. Right. I've got some associates that sign up other associates, and it just becomes a, a catchy kind of thing. So, so other opportunities to recruit other associations, other organizations within the postal sphere. Um, we've got a good relationship going with a plus. NARF is more of a re re retired, but it's also for. Employed federal federal employees. It's not just retired. Um, they, you know, people join NARF. I'm in NARF. I'm not retired. Um, so, and half, and I didn't know this, but half of all NARF members are or were postal. So, any connection you can have to the A plus, I think there's a, 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 a Hispanic postal employees hope. Um, yeah. Uh, the, you know, so we're gonna we're gonna explore those. I'm exploring it at the national level, but any anything you can do locally to get into these organizations is huge, because they. I think Tony, you said it in in Denver, people that are members of North, you know, they're joiners, right? That's what we're looking for is people that are already they've already joined an organization. So, and um, you know, and that's an opportunity to use your retirees because those meetings mostly are during the day. <laughs> They're like 12 to 2 on a Wednesday, right? Gotcha. So it's going to be hard for you to get out of your office for two hours, <clears throat> but you can get a retiree, pay for them to go to that luncheon if they're already a NARF member and see what you have for an opportunity. Yep, it's a great idea. So let's touch on incentives. We talked a little bit about it before. Um, we, I mean, we know, the three of us know, I mean, we're sure that the, the, there's a vast difference in the results chapters are getting, those that give incentives and those don't. What is an incentive? Why should they give it? How should it be structured? Uh, the incentives, I mean, it's huge. I think this was one of the biggest parts of our success. People are donating their time to go out and recruit, and they don't necessarily want to have to pay to travel somewhere or pay to go take somebody to lunch to recruit them. So I know in the state of Utah, we're really pushing a dollar incentive. We offer $100 for every EAS signed, and it's been successful in all of the states that we have that are offering some kind of cash incentive. So. Yep. And I've seen them everywhere from 25 to, like you, like you say, 100 bucks. Some do a staggered. You get so much for the first one, so much for the second one. Um, but 
it, it, it's, it, it's a huge, um, I want to say incentive, right? That's why we call them incentives. Uh, it, it's a good way to reward your people that are doing the work. And it's also, um, you know, who doesn't like money, right? Um, and if you, as long as it's less than 195 bucks, the chapter is not out anything because we're, we're funding that from there. So um, if, if you're not doing it as a chapter and you want to start doing it, you need to talk to your president, you need to talk to your executive board um, and say, how do we get this rolling? Um, we, back in the day, Tony, it seems like a thousand years ago, it was Florida Bucks and Illinois did the Lincoln's program. Yeah. You know, and, and that's that's how it started. And, uh, you know, it, we, you know, Lincoln, Lincoln's on the five dollar bill. So you got five Lincoln's if you signed up a, a, an associate or a, a, an active in Illinois. And I'd actually at convention, I'd actually hand out five dollar bills and people loved it. Um, so, it, you know, there's other incentives. There's other ways. I know some chapters give the people that are signing up. I know Minnesota's getting into it, but they're going to do a backpack with a with a folder inside and, you know, what, you know, and, and they're all great. All of that stuff works. Um, but you got to have some sort of incentive, maybe, especially for the recruiting. Um, cause you're right. They are donating their time. Um, so we've talked about this a little bit. We know the results um, the chapters that offer incentives seem to do a lot better. Um, so pivot to this now. Um, I know you guys are working on a I don't know, framework maybe, um, on, how chapters can get support from the national office for their incentives. What do we mean by that? What are we gonna? What, what are we looking to do? Um, and and how would a chapter approach the national office to, uh, uh, you know, to get to get financial support for their? You guys got a form. You got to send it to you, right? Yeah, yeah. So the process right now is this: we are uh, in the process of developing a little. Um, I guess you call it Excel spreadsheet is what it's going to be. Form, and it's going right? to have a list of things that's going to list uh, the expected costs, the expected results for not only what the national is going to support, but what the chapter is going to contribute. And because the only way it really works when we send a national officer like myself from Florida to let's just say Mississippi is, is a cost to the national office to do that. So we need the local chapter to be involved and make sure that they have some local people to help us recruit. Because if I walk in there and they don't know who I am, but I'm with somebody that they know that's been in Mississippi their whole life and has been an active member, we have a much better chance of recruiting. So we're in the process of putting that template together. We'll have it by the weekend and uh, we'll get it out to them. And then we'll start seeing what results we get. But you got to have costs for you, costs for the chapter and expected results. That's going to be the keys. Yep. So again, the National Executive Board passed an unbalanced budget again this year. Huge investment in travel for the National Executive Board to go out and membership and recruit. Not just the board, but also the membership team. Um, so if you want somebody from the membership team or from the National Executive Board to come to your chapter, you know, give us a plan. Tell us who's going, how long you're going to go, what you think it's going to cost, roughly airfare, hotels, mileage, whatever it is. What the chapter's going to, what kind of skin in the game the chapter's going to have. Like you say, so we have two people. They would then send that to you, and you guys would tweak it or, or figure it out before we'll sending it. it to me. That's the process. Yeah, okay. we're going to vent it, discuss it, approve it, and then send it to you for you to issue the travel order and give the okay. Okay. And and Susan Rice, our national secretary treasurer, will tell you, I don't just I don't not approve much. <laughs> Usually, if it comes to my desk, 
It's getting. You should edit that. We've said. You should edit yeah. that. Yeah, it's, not, it's true though. Absolutely true. Good. If it comes it's to my investment. desk, I'm spending the money. You know, but look at the results we got. I mean, yep. Su Susan's a great example. She came to me. We gave her Montana last year as her as her choice chapter. She says, "I'm gonna go up there for a week." She went up there for a week. Got a local guy. Hit 28 offices. Signed up 27 of them. I mean, that's she's that's the pearl of this whole thing. That's where this whole thing came from. Um, mailings. I know you guys have done mailings. Um, you know, it, it's still we still work for the post office. It still works. Um, there will be. Um, I've got the quotes back for the um, for the mailing that's the mass mailing that's going to go out to all CRDO EAS across the country. There'll be a um, a big flyer. Um, but letters are still good. And pre letters before you go on a trip. Yeah, you're right, Tom. That would be an edit. Here's the thing with letters. You know, include a rail card, throw your business card in there. Obviously, put an 1187 in there. I put a self address stamped envelope. You know, what are they now? It's gone up. I don't even know where they are. 63 cents. 63 cents. You buy the envelopes. You actually buy the envelopes with the stamp right. on it. You know, whatever that is now, 80 cents probably. Um, but it's, it's, it's less than a buck for them to send it back. So all you have to do is fill it out and send it back. Um, you, you get one back, it pays for the whole bunch. But here's the key with mailers. Wait about a week, follow up with a phone call. Uh, on your lunchtime, call the people that you send letters to. Don't send 100 because you can't make 100 calls. Um, target it and then follow up. That's that's the best return we got on mailing. Um, second year engagement, how do we do it? Um, the national office now has a constant contact list. Um, it, it doesn't exactly do what I want it to do because constant contact, for those of you that don't have it, it expects you to grow and not delete anybody off. It just thinks you'll grow forever and your customer base will grow and grow and grow. Um, I need to target certain segments of, of our membership. And if you retire, you move from one segment to another. There's no point in me sending you postal stuff now. I need to send you retirees and associates need different. Um, and people come and go from the organization. So constant contact's great. It's taken me a while to get to it. Um, but we have now almost 13,000 emails, good emails on file. Um, chapters should do it too. It's not expensive. Um, your magazine, it should be a premier way you, you contact people. Um, I've noticed frequency less and less on chapter magazines. Um, this is a big one. Um, we got to, you know, when I talk to the area coordinators and I talk to the chapter presidents, um, advertising for your events. How early do you advertise? We have some chapters haven't even organized their chapter convention this summer yet. And now it's going to get into, you know, not being able to get a date and it's late. They wonder why nobody shows up. Uh, save the date, postcard, send them early. Um, and then the phone tree. This is something we kind of got away from um, in this digital age. But, you know, a personal phone call it, it always goes a long way. Um, and if you've got a larger state or any of you that have three digit, when you look at that non-member list, future member list, and you look and see, and you have a three digit, try and clean up a three digit. Try and get as many people in that three digit as you can um, and, and calling and you can break that down. Um, incentive ideas to attend chapter conventions. Um, Tony, what are you, uh, how are you incentivizing people to come to your chapter convention? I know you got a hundred well, ideas. You know, it's, it's a lot easier in a bigger chapter to offer an incentive. It is because we just seem to, we have more revenue coming in each month. But what we're doing in Florida this year is if you come to the uh, chapter convention and you stay to the end of the business session on Saturday at noon, 
we're giving you $200 toward expenses. Every active member is getting that. The retirees have, are giving 100 to their members if they stay all day Friday to the end. Okay. So we're hoping, uh, we, you know, our goal is to go up by about 25% this year in attendance, and we're going to do the same thing next year. And I told them if we can do that, you know, we'll be right around 40, 50 active people. And that's the right. number we want to get to. Right. And that's healthy. You know, yeah. that's healthy. Um, we need to be. Some chapters give the registration feedback, you know, whatever, you know, make, yeah. make it a draw. Um, but we got to come up with 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 ideas for, for incentives to get a capture convention. You guys set this goal. I like this goal. This is not something we're tracking, although, believe me, I'm going to track it. <laughs> 5% of your active members to attend a chapter convention with at least 10, you know, 10 you'd think is your board and a couple extras, right? So, um, you know, you're in a, you're in a chapter with, you know, 500. What, what do you have now, Tom? I know you, you know, the seven, seven thirty-six. So, so you need, so you need 30, 30, 37, 38, 37. So right. 37. Yeah. yeah. If I can get 37 people, active people at my convention, that's, that's, 14 more than I had last year. Right. And that's and that's prospective new board members. That's prospective new CMRs. That's people that we can plug into the organization to make it grow. So how many is so what is that for you? Tell you that'd be 10, right? That'd be because you'd yeah, fall in that five percent be 10. So you, so you shouldn't have any problem with that. Yeah, we had more than that last year. So sure. I'm hoping and I've to been get to yours the last I've been to yours the last couple of years. You get great participation from the district. You know, yeah. your district manager, the, the postmaster of Salt Lake. I mean, you get, you know, you have the, you had the best presentation I can remember. The OIG came, um, you know, so so there's other incentives, other things that can draw people on. But again, we got to go back to advertising. You got to get a date set for the hotel. Somebody can go get book a room and they can decide to come because we're not, you know, we're not everybody's first choice. You know, the sweet spot in that is to really, the push has to be about, I'd say 90 to 45 days out because you'll get some walk, you get some people to sign up late, but you got to start pushing it 90 days out to get the best yep. return. Yep. If you got a convention in April, you need to have already started. Yeah, you should have started. Right. Right. Those those okay. April conventions should have already started. So. Yeah. All right. Oh, so you guys just want to quickly go through how you came up with the numbers for the goals for uh for the contest for this year. Now, just as an overview. We always used to have a year contest. It used to run from July 1st to June 30th. So we could do it at convention. Uh, we've now run a six, we ran a six month competition with everybody really liked the sprint. I call it the sprint, right? They sprinted to the end of the year. Everybody really liked it. Now we've gone back to January 1 to December 31st um, as our competition. Um, it's still a year competition. Um, but you guys just want to break down real quick the formula that you used here? Yeah. So it's it's pretty simple. 20% increase of your potential postmasters. So 20% of your opportunity as far as postmasters go. And then we have a 12% increase to your postal operational EAS. So your other EAS in operation. So you're talking about the, the gap between what yep. your locations and your postmaster number is 20% of that. And then 12% yep. of the same thing in, in operational EAS. Yep. Uh, we didn't want to have anybody have a goal less than 10 or 10%. So the minimum goal is 10. And we didn't want anybody to have to recruit more than 30%. So we put a cap. So on both ends. 
on both ends, just okay. to make it fair and realistic for everybody, the smaller chapters, as well as the uh, chapters with a lot of opportunity, uh, large EAS numbers. Yeah. And so you want to run through Utah with that? Sure. Yes. Yeah, so 20%, we have 24 um, potential postmasters. So that equals five. Our potential EAS is 175. We currently have 23. So the difference is 152. So multiply the difference, 12% is 18. Add 20% of your PM with your 12% opportunity in other EAS and the goal is 23. Yep, and that seems a reasonable, it, it yeah. turned when we did the math. Here's Florida, Florida, you know, the, the same exact way, just different numbers. And Florida's yeah. goal is 157, which is a huge goal for anybody but Tony, right? Tony's gonna blow by that sometime mid-March and, and run, run away with the competition, right, Tom? Mid-July, but yeah. Mid all right. Mid-March is a little bit of a stretch, but yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. Right. And, and again, I, I, you know, I tasked you guys two years ago with come up with a number that means that somebody gets, somebody recruits somebody in Utah, it's the same value as somebody recruiting somebody in Florida. And we really could never get there, right? No. This is as close as I think we've, we've gotten. Yeah, and, the, and the reason is, is the reason is, is there has to be something to sustain what you have, but also to give you a stretch of what you could have. Correct. And it's hard to relate the two numbers. I mean, you got chapters like Iowa and Georgia, phenomenal chapters, run yep. great from top to bottom. Right. But they got, Iowa has nine, nine postmasters that aren't members. Where are they right. going to go? They right. don't have so, any big units. Where are they going to go? You can't, and you can't give them, them right, right, and you can't give them a goal of two, right? right. And um, right. when they sign up fifty a year, so you yeah. got to say, okay, now it's got to go a little bit what you have, right. and try to mix it with what you could have, and it really and just it needs to be an art, not a science. And, and here's here's what I'm still amazed with: we unveiled this two, three weeks ago now. Not one yeah. person has called and said, "Well, those are ridiculous." They've all gone, "Oh yeah, no worries." <laughs> right when we when we talked to the membership team about it in december did you get one like oh wow that's they're just like yeah we're, we're pretty much expecting the only to do thing that. they said was the only thing they said if i remember correctly was hey why can't we just do two six month contests right. so right. we got more awards right and, and we're like awards. well we're gonna go with the one year for now yeah and let's see yeah. you know maybe that is maybe that is something we do look at we have a Could six be. month to go to convention we have a six month to go to the membership academy i mean yeah. you know and it gives people the time to recover but you know we're, we're trying everything kate you still with us you yeah okay? we lost yeah, can you not, no. oh you can't see me can't no. see you which you know that's okay but oh sorry yeah there you go. i don't know my internet sorry about that hey no worries I'm glad you're still here so everyone competes against everybody. Highest percentage wins. Obviously, we had a chapter get 400% of their goal last year. They won the competition. That could happen. But it, everybody competes against everybody, and I think you're going to you're going to like the results. Um, Nashlov is poning up some cash for the for the winning chapters, um, and then we're also pitting the areas against each other. And this was actually probably the most fun um, with Central and 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 I think this year Westpac's got a little. You know, California's got a tough stretch, but those all those other chapters in, in Westpac um, are really contributing now. Um, so it's going to be a fun race in the areas, too. I like that. Um, you know, I'm trying to plan something for all those area meetings because that'll be right in the middle of the hot time for the contest there in September and October. So I'm going to think the area competitions are going to be fun. The associate goal, um, pretty simple. We figure 
every postmaster should have somebody in their office. Um, every post office should have somebody you could maybe get as an associate. So we just made a 10% of your potential. So every post office in your chapter is 10% of that. Again, the highest percentage wins. Um, and, and there's money for the chapter. To, to and the only thing to add to that, Edmund, is that we did put a cap of 50. We yes. didn't make the Sorry, chip no. states that have um, 850 yeah. postmasters. We said, right. hey, if you get us 50, we'll be very yeah. happy. So. Yep. Yeah. So that's so we capped it again, which makes sense, which makes yeah. sense. And again, um, we'll have a competition in the areas for that. Um, I'll leave these up here for a second if anybody wants to um, wants to take a look um, and find their chapter on there. These are published. They're on the website. The breakdown for the for the the math on how we came to these goals um, is on the website. Um, you can see some of those fifties and some of those tens in there. The maximums and the minimums. Um, it's it, it they're they're. Uh, um, I, I we spent a lot of time trying to come up with these um, goals. And look at that twenty nine thirty seven. So we're planning. You know, generally for the last last year, notwithstanding. The 10 years before, we averaged between 800 and 1,000 new members every year, which sounds great, right? But we're losing 1,100. So we shrink by two or 300 every year. Last year, we got over 3,000. We grew by 2,000. And here we're, we're, we're projecting, or at least the goals are um, projecting to, um, to, to recruit 2937. And I'm sure we'll beat that like we did last year, and we'll grow by two more thousand. And then we'll really be talking. And then we'll really be talking in the third year. Um, with the revenue coming in from everybody from the first year and the second year building in, it's going to start feeding on itself um, and become a self-fulfilling prophecy. Here's the goals for the for the you know, the uh, uh, the areas and see what I mean about Westpac. Westpac's goal is only 552. Tone, you've got a Atlantic's got a huge stretch. You got a huge stretch. Central, Il Southern Atlantic are all pretty close there, within 100 of each other. So Westpac, I think, is going to be a player this year. I really do. Yeah, they could be. They get yeah. motivated. The the other thing about with the um, with the with the associates is, uh, you know, if we we recruit them right, that's going to eventually turn into ES. So Here's, it's going to help you both ways. I was pulling this number the other day. So we have averaged exactly two thousand associates every year for the last since we started letting them in. It's always been right around two thousand. We've recruited. The you know what out of it. We've recruited them, hand up. But what do they do? They don't get out. What do they do? They get promoted. They get promoted. And so they yeah. move over. It's a beautiful it's, thing. It's and like if we recruit, if we recruit 1,300 associates, I, I tell you, 300 of them will convert this year. Correct. The supervisor. You'll get Correct. 20%, 25% yep. of that number. Yep. Yep. And, and you know, and with career awareness conferences coming back. Sure. You know, and I would encourage people to really look at attending them with a good motivated group of people because when they come back those are quick hits i'm glad you brought that up a great opportunity for a chapter to say hey tony hey katie here's our business plan we're going to send five people from the chapter we need some help we haven't done one of these before help yep. us right help us go out there i can fly out there one of you two can fly out there somebody else on the board that does it a lot i know we send jim dunlap none of us can make it last year to the one in california Jim went out there, Tania was there, and, and, and it was huge. And the, the event was huge. The, the, the response they got um, in signing people up was huge. And, and it's a quick hit. Yep. Words of the wise here, we're the only organization that allows. 
I can't be a member of the NALC. I can stay in the NALC and give them give them my dues, but I can't do anything in the organization. No other no other management organization except associates. Um, it's a huge advantage we have because it adds to our it's a, it adds to our collective too. They bring something that we need. They bring a youthful and a vigor and energy, um, and and generally push us to provide them services and grow as an organization. So I'm pretty proud of the, the associate. Um, goals we set are a guide. You determine the success of your chapter. I, I think that was the most poignant thing we said. Um, you know, it, we had a lot of fun with it. It's all fun. You know, we're taking care of business. We're doing the work. Um, but uh, this this was, uh, I left this in, Kate, because I like, this was your quote. You want to read yeah. that one for us? Yeah. Uh, poor leadership is building a great team and doing everything in your power to hold on to control. It makes no sense to recruit the best people and tie their hands by not giving them the freedom to perform. So I, I think that, that sums I, I it up. Yep, yeah, sums it. Yep, it's great. Yep, yep. And then you can close this out, Tom. All right. So we all, each one of us, picked a quote, kind of put it in there. First one was Edmonds and Katie, and then mine was. Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right, because I think the power of the positive thinking or believing in the fellow board members you have or the people in your state that you can do this is going to determine how successful you are. Right. I set goals in Florida that my board shakes their head <laughs> and then we beat them right. because I have more faith in them than they have in themselves. I and, mean, and yeah, you think, and you think that's what it is. And sometimes it's just, they, they just need to be challenged. Right? I agree. They just I need agree. to be challenged. And, uh, um, you know, it, it, from, from beginning to end, if, like I said, it's been the, today's the end of my 15 month, 15th month, um, as UPMA national president. And from beginning to end, from the inception, from when we talked about it, um, you know, when I said, Tony here, I think, here, I think this is what I want you to do. Well, we got Katie on board and you guys built that team, um, you know, the Roy Schaefer's and the, I mean, just the amazing talent um, and hard work. What we've, what we've managed to build is a group of people that understand that we have resources. We've got a great product. It's not hard to sell UPMA. It's not, um, we've got a great product. We, we have to protect that, but we've got a great product. People are hungry. There's a good market out there. And then we got people that will, will go and do the work, and we funded, um, we found funding for going to do the work. Um, so with that, I'm going to thank you guys for getting on. Um, I, I hope everybody that listened to this got something out of it. Um, we're, we're, everybody knows you. Everybody has our numbers. You can call anytime. Um, but you know, happy hunting out there. Um, let's make 23 as good as we made uh, made 2022. Thank you All very right. much. All right. Talk to you soon. See ya. Thanks. Bye. Yeah. Bye. All right. So we are now.